At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Welcome back to another special edition Six Rings podcast. And I say special because it's a little bit off our usual twice a week recording schedule. And that's because, as we mentioned in the last episode, we are in the heart of training camp. I'm Andy Hart. He is Chris Scheimtime. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Tremendous. Fresh off the practice fields. Where Actually, let me refresh that. Not so fresh off the practice fields. Uh-oh. And today wasn't even the hot day. Um, it was it was warm out there. Bill Belichick dialed it back a little bit for his Patriots. They were not in full pads. Um, I don't totally understand the rules, but they if they go three days in a row in pads, I think they have to get like the next day off or something. That so. makes sense. Well, I I also saw that uh, people were getting frustrated today uh, in seven on sevens. Uh, yeah, it's it, and we'll get right into it. I wrote a column this morning, wei.com off of prior practices about. Max frustration and, you know, him acknowledging it's time to get the offense going and all those. And then today, yes, in a seven on seven drill with no pads, he's throwing his hands in the air like what the hell's going on out here? I bet Um, that's definitely raising the heat. (laughs) I I see what you did there, but um, Um, it's not ideal. Now, I will say. You know, Bill Belichick started by saying they were going to clean things up today, and somebody asked to clean up what, and he said everything. And <laughs> yes, that. you know, that's general Bill. I think Bill would say that about a fourteen and two team as well. But yeah. um, in this case, I think it's kind of true. I think there's a lot to clean up, um, and it's not ideal when you have Mac Jones and, and and as I said, throwing his hands up in seven on seven, and you know, the day after he talked about communication and and the things they need to do and. Like they're losing days and they need to pick it up. Now, I will say the flip of that, because you and I have debated or talked a little bit about anytime the offense is struggling in training camp, you say, well, maybe just maybe the defense is playing well. And that's a portion of it. I will say Kyle Duggar was asked a generic thoughts on the defense to open camp. And he said uh, after practice today, surprised how quickly we've come together. Um, Hmm. So there's certainly a feeling on that side of the ball with those guys that they are making some plays. They are coming together. There's been some confidence building. We'll find out in the coming weeks and months if it's false confidence or if, you know, maybe they're better than we think they are. Maybe there is talent and 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 things that are going to play out there that'll be a positive for this team this season. Um, but back to the offense, it just it, – it's still – you know, there was a play in the red zone near the end of practice that was one of their best plays, in my opinion, of camp on offense. It was just Mac drops back. Kendrick Bourne ran a little in cut coming back to the ball, 
ball was out in probably, you know, two point whatever seconds touchdown. And you're like, oh, okay, that's how that's supposed to look. I'd like to see Kendrick Bourne making more plays. Like, could that just be one of those weird, okay, let's start the process? No, no, it wasn't because like the next two or three plays were the same thing, like Mac scrambling, Mac pulling the ball down, Mac not finding. Um, You know, there was one play today where, you know, Mac Wilson, the other Mac comes off pass rush immediately. It's going to be a sack and Mac is left to just like hug the ball and basically go in a standing fetal position in the backfield. And it's like, it, I, I'm trying not to make too much of it, but they're a week into camp. You don't have, as Bill Belichick always says, like the treadmill's moving. Like if you miss opportunities, you miss time. Like it's hard to catch those up. There's only so much time to prepare. So um, I think I would term it. They need to get their ish together on offense. Uh, sooner, I would say so sooner rather than later. Um, one thing that kind of popped up in the media conversation um I had with some of the Patriots.com guys and Kyrie Thompson was there, WEI.com. Ramondre Stevenson, who started the summer looking really good, has really kind of disappeared a little bit. Really? Um, catching the and, – and not in a physical – like in a physical sense, but also a playmaking sense. Like he hasn't made any mistakes. He just doesn't seem to be getting a lot of reps. Ty Montgomery is getting a lot more reps, I would say, over the last – Why? That's a separate question. I don't know. I'm just. I, <laughs> I know I'm it just, just seems it just seems odd to me. Like, I, it, it, if now if this is the case, if all of a sudden he Belichick starts phasing out Ramondre, it 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 begs the question. Like, okay, you had on when who come in and by the nerd statistics play great, and then he stopped playing. If all of a sudden Ramondre has a great rookie season, and then everybody says, "Oh, this guy looks great," and then he stops playing. Like what, what that, that to me, I understand it's very early to say that very early. And I would also caution. There's also the possibility he might be dealing with like a a little injury tweaked. Oh, my quad was a little sore. So let's dial it back for a couple days. You'll be out here. You'll do some stuff, but let's not push it. Like, fair enough. Sorry, I I overreacted. My apologies. And and there's also just a possibility. It was kind of like. Ramondre, you're the returning guy. You're going to get reps, but we're going to work tie-in after a few days and see what he can do and and build the depth, build the versatility. I I just want to I just want to present it as something to put in the back of your mind as we continue okay. through um, August and into the preseason and and everything else. Um, I will say, Ty Tyquan Thornton, I I kind of am growing in my intrigue with him. Not just what I see on the field, which. I've been pleasantly surprised. I think he does some things. Also, I'm intrigued by this idea they have of getting him on special teams, using him as a gunner. And I have this, I don't know if I've presented this theory to you about him at gunner. Have I, have I presented my theory? No. So I think the one weakness in Tyquan Thornton's game right now, we all know he's super skinny. Yeah. And there's times he has trouble getting off the line. Guys get their hands on him and it's like game set match. You twig, I'm holding on to you. There's no place on earth where you have to work harder to get off the line of scrimmage than as a gunner. gunner. Yeah, for sure. And I just wonder if they look at a weakness in his game and say, we're going to get A's fast. Like, yeah, I'd love to get a fast guy running down the field covering a kick, but we're going to get you as many reps as possible getting off the line, working. In fact, as a gunner, you're getting double teamed. You're going to have to split. You're going to have to use leverage. You're going to have to use your hands better, your feet better. I just wonder if that plays into it, getting him take the weakness of his game getting him as many reps as possible in that area. And, oh, by the way, if it works, we may have a great gunner, you know, because he's going to be a 
um, fourth receiver to at least start his his rookie yeah. career as rookie. So if he if our fourth receiver can also be one of the fastest gunners in the NFL, and that both jobs are kind of helping the other job simultaneously, just a theory I have floated in in my mind as we yeah i think that's a good idea like i think that's a great way to kind of to teach him and get him reps at getting off the line of scrimmage which is clearly what's going to be his biggest weakness entering the nfl especially with the the physicality and the size of some of the cornerbacks that you're going to face across the league so i i understand that i think that makes sense to me i'm curious to see if that's exactly how the patriots view it um and kind of how they go about it during the season um other things that uh, one thing we have noticed, and I don't know that anybody's written mm-hmm. about this, and I don't know where, what, or why, um, but Nick Cayley, um, I'm not even sure he was on the practice field today, the tight ends coach. And really, as I rewind in my head, when they had assistant coach availability on Monday, I think that was now, I never saw him come out for availability. Um, do I think it's a big deal? No, I actually, the thing I would throw out there in this day and age, for example, when Chris Scheim doesn't show up to the morning show, what do I think? Uh, Chris Scheim is sick. With a with a certain kind of sickness. Yes. Right? Oh, has the vid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't stun me. Um, you know, if for example. Protocols of some kind. Brian Hoyer has missed practice for a few days in a row. I just almost automatically assume Brian Hoyer has COVID, especially when Bill says, I forgot what he said exactly, but something to the effect short term, he, he should be back out here soon. And then gotcha. today, Brian Hoyer was on the lower field working with some other players that are kind of working their way back in. So just something to keep an eye on Nick Cayley's uh, availability. Um, Post-practice, we had a few interviews, and the one that intrigued me the most, okay, so you and I started sort of negative about the offense. I wrote negative about the offense This yep. on WEI. Uh, Mac Jones spoke negatively about the offense. I feel like we could use a boost of positivity. Let's do it. Inject some positivity into us, Andy. Jacoby Myers uh, at the podium today, spoke to the media, and Jacoby Myers is pretty bullish on the wide receiver core. Jacoby Myers thinks that they have great athletes, great opportunities, that there could be some chances to make some big plays, quote-unquote, on the outside. Um, he even referenced that they felt like maybe, in the guys that were here, obviously, didn't had more opportunities last year. They could have done more, didn't do enough. Like, they they don't want to stand on what they did last year. Because I would actually argue that in terms of Bourne and Myers, they weren't terrible. Like No, they, they played well. Right. So, but there's one of those two, at the very least, saying we can do more, we can be more. Yeah. He was also bullish on um sort of raving about Tyquan Thornton he clearly lusts after his speed and quickness like oh yeah because that's not what Jacoby Myers is like nope he does his deed he finds a way to get open and catch the ball but you can see him like almost say you know the Ford Taurus that pulls up to the stop sign and looks to the right and sees the Lamborghini and like huh wow the Ford Taurus doing a nice job for me but that Lamborghini seems really nice (laughs) exactly um but he was very positive and optimistic when talking about the wide receiver core what their upside is what their talent is he also um was pretty interesting talking about his lot in life as he's in his fourth year but he's kind of the veteran wide receiver on this team and like he still feels young but there's also like the Devonte parkers of the world like he's an experienced receiver but not experienced yeah. here and his leadership role with some of these guys um and he also had some interesting comments about Mac Jones. I asked him, like, do you ever feel like you need to rein in Mac's perfectionist when Mac gets frustrated? And he's like, no, that's what's going to make him great. That's why he is great. Like, 
I, I would never try. You want the perfectionist as a quarterback because that's what you need to be. Uh, you know, you need that at the position. So, um, yeah, I just thought he added a like a, a positive air to the discussion of the offense and the receivers that might be needed right about now. Yeah, I mean, the way you and I have been talking about this offense and the the negativity that has kind of been swirling around it for the last little bit, I can I, I would say that some positivity, uh, I would say, is welcome by a lot of people. And then the defense thing, um, they have a lot of bodies that they're working through. You know, I've, I've, it seems the- like it. And it seems like there's a lot of guys that Belichick just likes and and they might actually be a little bit better than at least I gave them credit for going into the season. Like going into the season, I thought they were going to be awful, like horrendously bad. Well, they still might be. I mean, they I might don't be, totally but, discount that. But. but there at least seems like they're like right now. I don't feel very hopeful about the offense, but the defense, I at least feel a little hope towards. Right. Like just at least the the energy coming f- emanating from the defense and from some of the co- like it's the Belichick comments and stuff like that at least feels more towards the positive side than the offense does. I would agree with that. And I would say like worst case scenario. Let's just say the offense isn't good. Like what we see continues when the season comes. At least the defense is doing what it should against a bad offense, right? Like yep. like that Bingo. very low bar build from that. And you're right. There's there's some guys that Belichick seems to like. We're seeing Uche out there. Raekwon McMillan is out there. Tavai is out there. We know the safety position offers opportunity for him to be creative, utilize those athletes out there. I'm still a little Clearly dubious. He likes Godshaw calling him one of the best D tackles in the league. A hundred percent. And I do think, I think the front, the 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 defensive line slash front. When you talk about Barmore, Godshaw, Larry Guy, Matt Judon, sort of that four man yeah. unit right there. That's solid. I think they have the potential to be good, like I do. And Barmore, Barmore's growing. I think Barmore is going to be a beast. Uh, actually, that's He's, the word. I saw a tweet today that he dominated one-on-ones, and all he said when asked about it, he goes, yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> is, and and he brings the energy. He's having fun, so, like, if you asked me right now, year two jump, we had two star Alabama rookies a year ago, who's going to make the year two jump? I would pick far more over Jones right now. Not all Max fault because of everything no. going on around him. But, but yeah, it just was- also feels like the confidence is there in Barmore. You know what I mean? It's just like there's yeah. the talent, the confidence, like there's no question about what he can be. And I think some of that just starts with him. Yep. Like the questions coming out of Alabama, like maturity and remember, oh, he took Alabama off his social media. He was thinking, I don't of know quitting. if football's really his number one priority. Right. Well, you know what I think now he realized holy crap, I can effing dominate at this game. I can be, like, really good at the NFL level. Yeah. I This is fun. Like, when you yeah. see a little bit of reward, you want to work harder. Like, you want to reach further. There was a play today where J.J. Taylor took a, a handoff. You know, it was probably Bailey Zappi's group, the second unit or whatever. But he just blew it up and almost, like, sumo wrestled his gut into J.J. Taylor and was like, yeah, it, there's no point. I'm not even going to grab you. You're going nowhere. Don't worry about it. That's um, awesome. So I do think that front has the chance um, to be interesting and, and fun and good. Nice. That's exciting. I mean, I, I think that's exciting. Like like I said, I feel like there's there's very different energies emanating from the defense and the offense right now. I think there's at least like glimmers of hope within yep. the defense. And right now the offense feels like it is just it is a storm cloud at the moment. And, and that can change at any time. 100%. At least, at least for right this second, it, that's what it feels like. 
And there was even one play where um, I feel it was 11 on 11, 7 on 7. It was ones versus ones, and Mac comes off, and it wasn't great. And he went straight over to Steve Belichick and, like, fist bumped him almost to say, like, yeah, we're sucking, but at least you guys are doing some nice stuff out there. It was a very funny visual. Like, I don't know exactly what he said, but just the yeah. visual from afar, his unit struggling, and he goes right to the defensive play caller and fist bumps him. Was just, he probably went over and said, you're kicking my ass right now. It was. It was something. <laughs> it felt like something like that. It was funny. Uh, one last positive uh, on the offense, actually. Bill Belichick actually very much agreed with – sort of this narrative we've been talking about, I've been talking about a lot of that Nelson Aguilar has had a really good summer. And it's yeah. weird that I'm saying like, you know, Bourne looks okay and Thornton, it's not coming together as a unit, but individually they've had their flashes. And Bill talked about how Aguilar definitely way ahead of last year, had a good off season, has made plays in the summer. So like the individual of the offense are coming together. Now it's just putting the pieces of the puzzle so it acts like a picture and not just yeah. individual pieces. So I think that's where we are. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for the rest of camp. Uh, we'll make sure to get our full actual episode recorded tomorrow so that Friday uh, – wait, today is today's, – no, today's Wednesday. Yeah, so that yeah. Friday uh, we have our next full episode up. But we just wanted to give you a taste from the practice fields of Gillette Stadium, yes. a practice in shorts, helmets, shells – no pads. They should be back in pads on Thursday, which, by the way, heat index could go north of 100 degrees. It's As Bill Belichick famously said, it's hot. It's supposed to be hot. It's training camp. They're working their asses off in the heat. And then Friday night, Gillette Stadium, there will be an, a practice on the game field. But I would caution people in recent years that actually hasn't been the most exciting practice in the world. It's been kind of a almost like a pregame walkthrough where he makes sure everybody on his team knows what they're doing. Punt team, get out there, different various things, because they have next week the Giants coming to town. And even bigger, Andy, between when we record our next episode and when it actually releases, we'll actually have witnessed preseason football, the Hall of Fame game tomorrow night, Raiders and Jaguars. We actually we get to see Josh McDaniels back at it as a head coach. We get to again, it's preseason football, but alas, football is here, folks. It's a week away from Patriots Giants. Hall of Fame game is tomorrow night. Like get ready. It's here. That Hall of Fame game, we talk about six rings. That should be entertaining for at least six minutes, right? I would I would say six plays, but yeah, <laughs> let's let's hope it's six minutes. But football is back. It's our time of year. We're ready to go. So this is gonna put the wraps on another six rings and football things podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter at six rings pod at six ring uh six rings pod at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Again, we appreciate the subscriptions and the listeners. Keep signing up. Get the Odyssey app. Tell a friend. We're trying to grow this little community. We want to keep you informed, hopefully a little bit entertained, sometimes angry when Shime talks about Mac Jones, but we hope to bring a little bit of everything to our coverage this season. Training camp continues to roll on. We'll be back on Friday with another recap of another couple days of practice action. Peace Woo. out. Can't wait, Andy. See ya. See you.